Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. It's not hard to look at all that's going on in the world around us and see that things are ramping up. More and more every day, we see sign after sign that we're living in the last days. In today's update, Pastor J.D. encourages you not to be afraid or overwhelmed, but get excited. Jesus is coming very soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 23rd, 2023. I have experienced in my own personal experience in talking with Christians, genuinely wanting to know why they're not excited about the rapture, I have come to the unfortunate conclusion that they don't recognize or understand or discern the lateness of the hour and the times that we're living in, and or they still have it pretty good down here. And that's why there's really not that much of an attraction to leaving and graduating from here. What follows is neither exhaustive, it's actually almost an abbreviated list, nor is it going to be presented in any particular order. But I cannot stress enough that this list comprises of that which is not going to happen. It's already happening. This is not a list of things that are coming. It's a list of that which is already here. So, you ready? Number one, the controlling demolition and better said disintegration of the current global economy so as to usher in the prophesied cashless economy. Last week I had someone send me, I didn't have time to watch the video. I appreciate when you send me videos, but you do the same thing, right? Someone sends you a video, the first thing you look at is how long is it? Two hours and 34 minutes. If it's important enough and germane to what I'm going to be talking about, I'll just look at the transcript and speed read through and save myself two hours and 34 minutes, basically. But had someone send me a video about here on the islands, hello, here in the islands, uh, cashless, scan, palm, no need for phone, no need for phone. I shared this, I'll mention it just real quick. For those of you, you know, of course, everything is funneling everyone into Amazon. So do you realize that they can actually control the quantity you're buying and selling? 
In fact, you'll notice that they're using it as an environmental. And of course, because we live in Hawaii, you know, estimated shipment date 2028. Oh, and we can't ship this to Hawaii. Oh, by the way, this doesn't qualify because it's not environmentally friendly. Oh, and you've exceeded the maximum quantity at this time for this order. Wow. One last thing on this. I better be careful with my one last things. Have you noticed this? Since 2020, pre-2020, you go on Amazon, I mean, you got 1,528 pages of choices to go through. Today, five. Did you hear what I just said? They're limiting, controlling, buying and selling. That's just number one. Number two, in concert with that, the reorienting and restructuring of a new global biodigital economy predicated on one's social and or carbon credit score. Just like you're going to get your social media account suspended because you were a bad boy for posting that prophecy update about the vaccine. Account suspended. Well, what if they do that not with your social media account, but what if they do that with your bank account? Because they are and they will. Number three, how are we doing? I told you this prophecy update was not for everybody. I gave you the terms of service at the beginning of the service, okay? Number three, the mandating of a biodigital verification system predicated upon one's compliance with any and all vaccination requirements. Make no mistake about it. If you have not received your 89th booster shot. I know I'm being silly, but not really. You're not in compliance. Well, how are they going to be able to verify that? Oh, blockchain technology, which is basically a verification technology. My son taught me about this technology in the simplest of terms, so even someone like myself could understand it. Basically, blockchain is this. You have to have numerous verifications of a transaction to ensure the validity and authentication of that transaction. And if it is authenticated and valid, it is then added as a validated block to the chain, hence blockchain. That might be an oversimplification. This is other world technology, by the way and it's being used today. We know it commonly in the cryptocurrency world, but everything can be verified vis-a-vis -vis blockchain technology instantly. Instantly. None of this circle. None of this line. You know the line? This is it just me or is the line just like stop? What do I do? And then you try to redo it, and then it takes longer. Anyway, enough of my problems. No, this is instant. Number four, the escalating deaths and potentially terminal illnesses for those who have taken the injection and worse, subsequent boosters. We need to talk, real talk. Because I know that you know people 
that have died, but nobody dare say why. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Come on, Pastor. They died of COVID complications. No, they didn't. They died because they were poisoned with an injection of poison, because the injection is poison. And they just got their booster shot, and that's what killed them. That's what landed them in the hospital. That's why they have cancer now. That's why their cancer is back now. That's why they have heart problems now. That's why they're dying now. That's why they're dead now. Real talk. Real talk. And we're not talking about just a few people. Well, it's just a, it's a small percentage. No, it's not. I think every single one of us would be shocked if we knew the actual number, unknowable by the way, by design, because it's masked as just being some other cause of death. Don't take my word for it. You talk to these uh, mortuaries, you talk to embalmers, you talk to funeral homes, and they'll tell you, we've never seen anything like this, and this is so heartbreaking. Babies and children. Number five, the alarming projections by experts. Now let me define experts. These are not the paid puppets. These are not the bought and sold, sponsored by Pfizer people. They've been bought out. They're bought and paid for. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about true experts. And these are not even Christians. And that's an indictment on pastors in particular. It's not the first time God will use someone that's not His own to speak through and to those who are His own. If that's the only way God's going to get through to somebody, I mean, I'm so thick-headed, God had to use a car cutting me off in traffic with a personalized license plate to speak to me. A car I've never seen again. This was back in the mainland many years ago. I'm convinced it was an angel unaware that drove this car with this license plate H82W8. Hate to wait. You know it's bad when God has to speak to you through a personalized license plate. So you've got these experts that are saying things like, we're on a trajectory and the likelihood of the earth surviving, even to the year 2030. What's so special about the year 2030? I don't know why you ask them. They're the ones that have Agenda 2030. Why Agenda 2030? I wonder if they know something that we don't know. Better said, Satan knows something that he doesn't want us to know about that particular year. Just saying, I'm going to leave it there. I mean, when you got experts, true experts, not paid puppets, true experts who are not Christians telling you what the Bible tells us, it's already happening. No flesh will survive if those days were not shortened. 
I mean, what's it going to take? Let everything be established in the presence of two or more witnesses. There's a Turkish proverb that goes like this. If one man calls you a donkey, pay no attention. If two men call you a donkey, buy a saddle. You should see my saddle collection. It's quite impressive. Number six, the declining supply of basic goods and necessities under the banner of supply chain disruptions, which is deliberate by design. And number seven, the continuing tracking and tracing of every human on earth with the final evil plan as foretold in Bible prophecy that Satan would bring about transhumanism. Oh, this is science fiction. No, it's today's reality. It's already happening again. I'll reiterate it one last time. Everything on this list and the many more that could have been on this list are not coming. They're already happening. So now the question becomes, one of why is it that I am so insistent on constantly beating this same drum week after week? And the short answer is because your current trial, in concert with these current global issues, are all prophetic indicators that the end isn't near The end is already here. And as Jesus would have John write to the church in Philadelphia, you just keep holding on. I'm coming. You just hang in there. I'm coming. It's not much longer. I'm coming. Before we end, I want to share with you a true story that I think really speaks to the matter at hand. A number of years ago, I was about to speak at a conference on the mainland when his sister in Christ approached me prior. I was there on the stage getting ready and set up. and She wanted to thank me for teaching Bible prophecy and preaching the gospel and sharing the childlike simple ABCs of salvation. She then kindly asked if she could tell me what happened as a result. And knowing I had a couple minutes, I said, yeah, of course, please uh, share with me. So she, with tears streaming down her face, told me that two weeks prior to that conference, she had shared the ABCs of salvation with a friend of hers. Her friend who was really hurting at the time was in an abusive marriage, had come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ after she shared the Lord with her in the ABCs of salvation. The next Sunday she took her to her church, her new saved friend, and they rejoiced and worshiping together and sitting under the teaching of God's Word. She continued again with tears now flowing down her face even more. She proceeded to tell me that the next day on that Monday her abusive husband took a gun, shot and murdered her, and turned the gun on himself in a homicide and suicide. The reason she was so thankful was that God foreknew this would happen, which is why she was prompted by the Holy Spirit to lead her to Christ on that specific day. 
she gave me permission to share at the conference, which I did, and it was now time for my session. So I completed the session and shared that story. And this is how I want to end today, by sharing the gospel and the ABCs of salvation. Please don't tune me out, but it's just a simple explanation of the good news of salvation that Jesus Christ came to die for us instead of us, pay the penalty for us. He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again very soon one day. That's the good news, which is what the word gospel means. The ABCs are just a simple tool to equip you with, to be at the ready to give to everyone an answer of that hope that lies within you. The A is just simply for acknowledge or admit that you sinned. I mean, otherwise, why would you be interested in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, the reason there's no one righteous is because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, Romans 6.23 takes us into, and you'll forgive the court metaphor, the sentencing phase, because we're guilty as charged, because all have sinned. So what's the penalty for the sin? Well, the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. What's the good news? The good news is the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B, and it's so central. Simply believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will, will be saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen says that all who call, upon the name of the Lord, will be saved. That's so simple. All who call upon the name of the Lord. Today's But God testimony is a little bit different. We're almost done. I appreciate your patience. I think you'll understand why I've selected it. It's just one example of, and it's actually representative of the many for whom today's prophecy update was for to be an encouragement to. It actually comes by way of a YouTube post several days ago from Janine Varvel, who writes, This is in response to Thursday's Bible study in Ezekiel titled, When Things Keep Going From Bad to Worse. Have not been on for quite some time, but when I saw the title of this sermon, I knew I had to listen. Since 2021, our family has been through a tremendous storm, one that really had rocked my faith, to be honest. We lost our only son to the vaccine we begged him not to get. But he felt hard-pressed because of a job. Rocky had just turned 21. Then my husband fell off a roof 
was in a coma for nine days with several broken bones. I was at one point trying to take care of a very sick mother with multiple ailments and dementia. My son, before he was metaflighted to UCSF, and my husband once he came home. Because my husband refused the vaccine, the hospital basically did nothing for him once he woke up. A story for a different day. In short, we lost our home, spent a month in a motel. I closed my boutique and mama went into hospice where she passed away months later. Hubby and I ended up in a tiny rundown mobile home. After two weeks in the mobile home, I went into full-blown heart failure called broken heart syndrome, cardiomyopathy induced by stress. The last two years we have been fighting workman's comp and SSDI, but the court system is corrupt and there's no justice. Hubby was forced to go back to work with a subdural hematoma and we're trying to fix up our little house. When you lose all this world has to offer, you get a heavenly perspective. I still have days where I grieve tremendously for my son. We were very close. He was my world. Italian mamas are very passionate about our children. I struggle some days as to why my one and only had to be taken. The silence is very loud in our house. I know I'm supposed to reach out to the Lord during this time, but it seems like I have pulled away and I don't know how to fix it. It's been a little over two years. I don't cry anywhere near as much as I used to. Then all of a sudden, usually in the middle of the night, I wake up and I start sobbing. I will get through this. One thing my boo used to say to me, Mama, you know what I admire about you? You're like a gangster. We are Sicilian. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> he would laugh, no mama, you power up against anything. Seriously mama, when you tell me that you're going to pray, and we will get this or that resolved. I don't fret about it because I know you got my back. Now let's go get some tacos. I would have liked this guy. I knew he was buttering me up for something. That's just one comment posted on our YouTube channel from one person that's gone through all of this. And I just want to close just simply and humbly suggesting to you that a story like this, it's not just a story, that's a person. These are real people going through real experiences, heart-wrenching. But God, it's an indicator of how close we are to going home. And we want to go home. So Lord, come quickly. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. 
If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.